Hello, everybody. It's me, Jay Jr. So excited that you've decided to tune into today's episode. You guys know that we're all about passion, purpose, and possibility. And so I go all around, um, and it seems like I'm going out of the state, in state, all over the place. Um, and I'm just so thankful for people to come on and tell their stories. And so, you know, I, I believe in whatever you set your mind to, you know, as long as it's positive and it's something that you have a goal that you've set, you you can accomplish that. And so I'm sitting with somebody that I have watched since I was probably mm, 14 years old. <laughs> and I love her. She is amazing. She looks just beautiful sitting here. You, I don't know what people are saying to you, but you haven't aged a bit. But I am sitting with Cindy Reinhardt. Can you say hello to everybody? Hi, everybody. How you doing? I'm still alive and kicking. Oh, my God. You are amazing. Thank and, you. I mean, you have I'm such, proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, literally, you have such a beautiful story. And it. you said something to me when we discussed about you possibly coming on the podcast. Mm -hmm. You said, Jay, my world started when I was 35 years old. And yes. you're on your right path. So thank you so much because mm -hmm. I have admired you. Como, I've watched you and you're so much more than just soap opera queen. I called you that. I, I mean, I've watched fine. you. You're so much more than that because you have so many stories that you're going to share. But I watched you because I loved your attitude. I loved how positive you were. You gave everybody the scoop. You talked about things and you were just, your energy was different than just what you would normally see. And I love that about you. My, I don't know that my energies, in fact, these people around here that can attest to this is beautiful. <laughs> we might as well tell people where we are right now before right. we get... We are in Manchester. Yeah. Beautiful. Manchester is like right beside, inside sort of Port Orchard. I almost yes. call, I call it Port Charles a lot. <laughs> yes. Port Orchard. Port Orchard. And it's, we're sitting in a place called the Manchester Pub and we're right on the water and you can Beautiful. see Seattle. I can actually see the Space Needle where I work yes. from here. Yes. And, but it's gorgeous. It's quiet. It's 20 minutes from Seattle. Yeah. And I don't want to talk about Seattle because I miss my Seattle. And that over there ain't my Seattle. So, so for you, you remember Seattle before all of the craziness and all the stuff happening and it's it, not the same. It's not the city, okay, you know what it's like? It's not the bones of the bed. It's what the the, the uh, bedding you put on the bed. Okay. And the, bo the bones are fine over there. Right. The problem is what they're putting on that bed is just a screwed up mess. Wow. And that and that's the, and I mean the people, the uh, not everybody. Right. But part of what you're doing is what I want to do, and that's get out there and get back to basics. Right. Get people to understand that they need to work for what they get. They'll get what they work. What I used to say when I do motivational speaking was, um, it, it, let's see how to love it or leave it. Right. In other words, if you, if you love your job, the money will come or it won't matter because you're going to be happy with what you're doing. Wow. And so that's why I changed jobs. Probably by the time I was 35, I had been, and I'm going to give you only five of some <laughs> rock and roll drummer. Yes. I was a legal secretary. Uh, I was a grill cook. I was a petite model. I, oh I mean, I, I could go on and Wow. And how I got into this is I got into TV, radio. Back when I was 18, my mom, I said, Mom, what am I going to do with my life? And she just looked around the city. She looked at the cap. This is Columbus, Ohio. She looked right. at the Capitol building, and she goes, well, you're not going there because your brother's going there, which he did, by the way. He came, became the mayor. Right, right. And she looked at the church, the Episcopal Church. She goes, well, I know you're not going there. Oh. <laughs> and oh then she just peered down the street, and she saw, this is one of my stories, of course. Right. And she saw a radio station. Wow. 
And she goes, well, get down there and get yourself a job. I said, I've never even been in a radio station, Mom. Wow. She goes, but you like to talk. You never know when to shut up. And you like people. So get get out there. Get out there. (laughs) And go sit in the lobby until the general manager will see you. Wow. I said, you mean just sit there? She goes, wait for it. It will come. Wow. And by golly, he came out two hours later, walked me around the station, said I was a gopher. And I finally, I said to him, what's a gopher? He said, you're going to go for a lot of people for a lot of stuff for a right. while to get a job, <laughs> a real job. Wow. And so I got a job, long story short. Wow. So I always tell, and another story I tell is, you guys, if you aren't feeling like it's what you love, and there's a great guy out there I told that to, and thank God he made it. If Yes, you should keep looking. No, you shouldn't settle. Settle long enough to learn something so that you can move on to the next Ooh, job. That's good. Do you know what I'm saying? That's good. Hang till you can see. Hang until you got the next vine in the jungle. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? That's so true. And then, then go. So when I got here, I'd had 35 jobs, but I had been in radio in Columbus. Okay. I had been in radio in... And so you're originally from... Texas. Texas. <laughs> Don't even go. I'm an Air Force brat. <laughs> oh, Texas, got it. I'm okay. an Air Force brat, so yes. we were all born. Yeah. But um, so I got into radio back in Florida after I divorced the musician. Okay. And then that got canceled, and so I drove home to Columbus, and now my brother's running for freaking mayor, and I, they don't want it, <laughs> two Reinhardts in the same right. city, so couldn't. finally a guy hired me for Cube Television. Okay. Warner Cube. Okay. We were interacting, so there started Soap Scoop, one-hour talk show about soap operas. Right. With just an audience, I mean, just phones, no audience. Okay. One hour. Wow. What's it going to lead you to? When right. I get So my friend comes out here. Um and she pr- starts producing Weeknight with Dick yes. Foley and Dana Middleton. Yes. And uh, I called her and I said, hey, I'm on, sitting on the lawn on plastic furniture. They canceled Q. She goes, they did? I said, yeah, they were in a bloodbath with Warner. Never right. mind I, the political mess that leads right. to. Right. And sh- I said, "I said, how's the show going out there? She goes, <laughs> show's going great. I said, need any help? Right? <laughs> I love you. You just go right for it. I do. And so I said, I'm, she goes, well, just come on out. So I came out and I sat, I slept on her lawn. And I'm making a long story short. You're probably wow. at it most of it. But no, I, no. I, I sat with Cairo for three hours in their lobby. They wouldn't talk to me. Finally, they talked to me, and all they wanted to know was the gossip from Como, and I hadn't even been there yet. Oh, my God. So then I went to King. They left me sitting on the uh, in the lobby for about four hours, I guess. Talked Have to mercy. Them. Oh, I know. But they you didn't know. Be, you've got to be that hungry cat that goes back to that can in that alley and taps on it again. Don't wow. stop. Don't stop. So I, I said, I don't know any of the gossip over there. I said, only know one person, and I've been here 12 hours. Sorry. Right, right. So went to Como. Como said, okay. Tommy Cohen, thank you, Tommy. And Pat Scott, thank you, Pat. Finally said, okay, we got a consumer show coming up with Pat Arthur, with, um, Pat Arthur as producer and Dick Foley and Dana Middleton. I said, oh, they're going to do two shows. And, she's, and he said, for, for a while. And he said, we want you to be the consumer reporter. Wow. I said, I don't do consumer reporting. Right. I talk about soap operas, please. Right, right, right. And he said, all right, five minutes, ABC soaps only, as a test for a pilot. Wow. I'm talking too much, Jay, but you asked for the No, this story. is good. This is good. So, I always well, want to know the scoop this behind is how it. this launched. Well, you guys listen up because there are about 40 lessons in here and one long mouthful from me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though. Well, it's important, and I wish more people would understand that you you, you still got to work for what you get. But you anyway, do. so they let me talk about the ABC soaps. Right. And this now here comes another story, y'all. Listen up to what I call the miracle on 4th Street. Yes. 
Shall I yes, continue? To continue. Okay. With that, please. So I'm doing this show, and oh, they said, "Well, we'll pay you." I think it was thirty thousand. I don't remember. Right. And I had just done a one-hour talk show five days a week with only phones about soap operas, and made twenty-two thousand because it was cable. Right. And I remember looking at Pat and I, the general manager. I said, "How much was that for five minutes?" <laughs> Again, please. Right, right, right. He said, well, we'll pay you scale. I said, what scale? He said, you have to join after. What's that? Right. And he said, you don't know anything about after? I said, no, but I know about the musicians union. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, uh, I, of course, took the job and said, said, he said, do you think you could fill five minutes? And I said, I think so. I mean, I mean, like with both hands tied behind my back and a pacifier in my mouth. Yes. Right. 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 So, so anyway, we did it, and the and you guys might not know anything about ratings, but um, suffice to say that from on a scale of one to ten, this show Northwest Afternoon was on about a two. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I so miss it. I miss my. You know what I miss? I miss. I miss using my talents. I miss people. Right. I miss. Making this, I miss in reinventing the wheel 365 days a year and saying something different every day. Exactly. And only this red ball is now the red ball of the green spots. And yes. In five weeks from now, it's going to be a red ball of green spots and four orbs. Right. You know, I yes. just. So anyway, so this this story will wrap up. We're at Miracle on Fourth Street. So I thought that people were saying, why don't you do the Y and R? Why don't you? That's my story. Yeah. And why don't you do Days of Our Lives? And why don't you do them? Why don't you? Finally, I just breathed. This is when we did snail mail in 84, 85. I said, well, why don't you write me a letter? Wow. And so here comes tons of snail mail, enough to fill a bag, just like Miracle on 44th. Yes. And I took it into the general manager. I plopped it down after I got an appointment. Plopped it down in front of him, and I said, just one question, sir. How bad do you want CBS and NBC watching our show at 3 o'clock? Wow. He said, well, I want their... Then you better let me talk about the soaps. All of them. He said, nope, top six. I said, good enough for me. Right. Ratings went from a two to, I'm going to describe what I called a 747 coming out of the sky. Wow. Well, then comes the attorney from L.A. Then comes... All of a sudden, within two years, I'm in six figures happy as a camper and only working 15 minutes a day. Oh, my God. But it didn't start out like that, though. No, I had... I I was up at six, seven o'clock getting that show on the air. I was at studio seven o'clock, my producer and I. Right. And Pat Arthur had gone on to produce Weeknight. Right. And at this time, Tom Cohen was producing it. Great guy. Great producer. And, uh, yeah, we went way through the roof in the ratings, and so did my show, and so did, then Then there's travel, and then there's... Right. Well, then there's... Because everybody, lo- I mean, okay, maybe I'm exaggerating, but everybody loved hearing about what you had to say during that hour. It was yes. like, what is what is Cindy going to say? Because they never knew. And most yeah. importantly, neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And that's not ad-libbing. Oh. There's information in my head. but it, And I'll give you a good example of how I turned. This is another lesson in life, folks, called right. how to use what you got around you. Wow. So I said to the producer, I said, my God, I don't know anything about soap operas. Um, look, retro back to Columbus, Ohio. Sorry, right. I'm on cube. Right. And I said, I don't know anything about it. I mean, ask me about a, a diddly dit on a right. drum. Right, right. 
and he I, he said, just make it up. And I said, I'm not lying to people. No. So I thought and thought, and pretty soon that person called in. They've been watching Guiding Light since Ot One. Gosh. And I know. Remember now, the Spaldings? Oh yes. Oh yeah, Alan Spalding. <laughs> Alan Spalding. Oh, Vanessa. Vanessa. The, but, Annie Dutton. <laughs> oh yeah. So. What happened was that woman, I'm going to call her Jane, yeah. called into the show and said, Cindy, do you remember the Bower Tree on Guiding Light? Uh, yes. Is, no. Uh, <laughs> so what I did was right in that moment, again, thank you, that was a God moment. I said to her, you know, I don't. Would you do me a favor and send me a letter with all the different Spaldings, the tree? Wow. wow. And guess what? At that moment in my life, and this again, every, most of what I say is a life lesson. I learned by by jumping. Right. She said, not just she, but she and all the other viewers, people like sports people, right? It, or anybody in this world, an attorney, a gas station right, attendant, right, right. if they know something and want to share it, mm-hmm. they want to share it. Right. <clears throat> and again, way back then and before at 81, I got all these letters and by the time the end of the year was done, I had uh, 15 folders on 15 soap operas and all that knowledge of all the stars and all the storylines wow. and all the soaps and all the family trees in my file desk and in my brain. Wow. And from then on, I was an expert. Now, you see how you get your knowledge? Yes. Did you tell me what I did. I mean, did. the thing was, you weren't afraid to just say, hey, I don't know. Uh-huh. That was the biggest thing. And But you were willing to know. Mm-hmm. And so you got the information and you studied it. You worked it. You knew. You began to grow from that. And that actually of you not knowing was okay. Bingo. It That's was right, okay folks. to not know. First thing I tell interns, and in, in fact, all of my, so you know, guys. I hope to have a show one day like this. <laughs> all of my my producers, yeah. except for the first two, were my interns. Wow. Unpaid interns. Want to know why? Because I taught them well. Mm. And I took time with them. And I would say to them, look, you're picking a clip for me, mm-hmm. for today's show, that's on live. Do not be afraid to argue with me. Wow. If you don't think it's a good clip, I haven't got time to see them all. Right. If you don't think it's good, tell me. Wow. And at the end of the day, I will listen to you. But if I still say you're wrong because I need to show that dress because something, that doesn't make you wrong. Mm. The only part that makes you wrong is when you don't tell me what you don't like or do like. Wow, that's good. That's when it becomes wrong because I'm going to get in that hot seat and show the wrong clip for the wrong reason. And guess whose fault that's going to be? Right. That'd be you. Yes, yes. And that's why to this day... All, every producer, except I'm going to say three. And that's 20, how many years was I doing that? 26? 24 seasons? Something, yeah. Yeah. That I only fired, I mean, I didn't really have to fire him. I just said, you're not working, sweetie. Well, two out of about, what, 20, 20 producers? Really? Most of them to this day. One one went on to produce, um, what was that? Janelle Fiorito, she produced that show, Move That House. Uh, um, make Me Move? Or, no, 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 no. House, Move That House. Oh, the God. way they built, rebuild homes for people. Yeah, and I stuff. know what you're talking okay, about. Okay, she I went do. on to produce that. Another one's even now, as we speak, at Oprah, because they these large shows would farm just Cindy, because they can if they can produce me because I'm so fly, you know, on the fly, even though it's very programmed. Right. They 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 wanted them, and so wow. many of there's some at Screaming Flea right now in downtown. Hi, kids. Wow. So yeah, so that's that's that part of the story. Good Lord. So. For you. I don't know where I'm at right now. You no, need this to guide is, me. <laughs> this is beautiful because I'm like, oh my gosh, you've said so much right there. Was there a time period, like you you mentioned you were on the couch before everything took off and you told me you were 
35 was kind of like the pivoting point where it's like, oh, there's a light. It's going towards this way for yourself. Did you feel like even in the midst of it, because it was like constant things happening where it's like, God, is this really for me? Is this really going to work? Is this like, or were you, from the moment you wanted to go for it, like, nope, this is it. I'm called to do this. I got it. Even if I fail, I'm still. No, got none of that. Here's what I got. I'm having fun and I'm going to keep it going. I'm just, I mean, I love my job. So you hit a point when you just start, once you hit that fun side to yourself, you just keep going for it. As long as you enjoy it. As long as you love what you do, you do what you love. Love what you do and do what you love. The money will come. Right. Or you'll be happy. But I'm, I listen, I don't, my life has always been about God because I'm such a stubborn little twit. Right. Every time I be going the wrong way, and there's a lot of times I'd go the wrong way, and I mean really way the wrong way, and go ahead and imagine anything. <laughs> and I'd be going the wrong way, and as I, I kind of felt like, if I can describe it um, theoretically, emotionally, biblically, or any other way, it'd be like I'd get grabbed by the head, right. yanked up, yes. and said, uh-uh, you're not going that way, you're, you're going, going over this, here. Yes. And yeah. I'd look over there, and I'd go, okay. I guess it's kind of like mom telling me to go to radio. Right. I'm just being turned to go this way. Right. And and the magic happens. Like, people don't understand that that show was a wonderful show, but my greatest moment was looking in the face of people I entertained. Wow. Truly entertained. You look humans. You look people. You want a prime example of why I look back and miss what I really miss, not the Emmys. Yeah. Not the accolades, which is fine. It right. goes with the territory. Which you have one. But, but, yeah. <laughs> but you have, have one, one person... Uh, come up to me like after the show uh, was canceled mm-hmm. and we're in our final days and I'm in the lobby and a guy walks up to me and I'm out having a smoke which I don't smoke anymore uh-huh. congratulations thank you and he walked up to me and he said I just want to say thanks I said for what and he said about 10 years ago you know I mean you get to that age right, right. I said yeah and he said I was a, a, a bus boy in um, oh, what's the one on the water Oh, I know. Uh, Shill Show Bay. Okay. I can't think of the name of it. Anyway, restaurant there. And I came up to you, and you were having a a ratings party, and I said, oh, God, you must have so much fun. I really want to – I'd love to do what you guys do because you all – because the whole group, the whole show had fun together. Yeah. And so I said, what do you want to do? He said, I'm not sure. And I said, well, let me guide you to the guy that can help you be sure. Yeah. So I said to the producer, Tom – I said, give me your number. Yeah. So I said to the producer, Tom Cohen, he said, oh, don't bring me another one. I said, please call the guy yeah so we called him and i didn't know what happened after that well this, wow. i said to the guy what happened after that and he said pretty simple i got he got me a job in sales wow so thank you tommy mm. and he got in sales at como and anyway long story short he said i now own a, a million dollar company uh, advertising company in san francisco thanks Good to you lord that's that to me is the gift right wow. there is the gift that i help somebody achieve by just mentioning their name to somebody. Well, you know, I look back, Cindy, and now with having this podcast yeah. and it's going places, and, mm-hmm. but I pull from little bits and pieces of my life of people that gave me glimpses of hope. Mm-hmm. That one day, no matter what you're going through, no matter what your current situation, yeah, I, I would just, it would cause me to want to keep going. And you were one of those people. And oh. so now sitting here is like a realization of this is why you do what you do because you're helping people and you don't know who you're going to spark oh, to you create don't. their dream. You don't know who's Mm-mm. going to. You might say one thing. Look at that man. Now he has that huge company. But what if you never would have stopped and said anything to him? Or you wouldn't have. I think about things like that. Or you didn't see. 
Or, you know, like for me, I used to watch you on TV and I go, if I could just one day have a platform to talk to people, didn't think it'd be a podcast. But so you're just, in the day and age of the podcast. Right. And so now I'm like, I look back now and I go, I'm so thankful to everybody that I was able to see doing what they love to do. Because now I'm doing what I love to I, do. I, I'm thankful I got out when I did because there were <laughs> soaps are going to go. Woo-hoo, oh, I down, know. Down. There's only a few now. Oh, I know. But you know what? I, 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 I like you. And I, and I say that out loud. I want a podcast. I'm just yeah. not sure where I'm going to go, how I'm going to. Because I haven't worried about it since I've been over here. But. I want to tell you one quick story about what true giving is, Mm. other than just helping somebody with a job. And this is when you have to remember that everybody counts. Mm -hmm. The name of the game is Schultz, and and everybody counts. (laughs) Everybody counts. Counts is the key word, right? Yes. So this little gal, we're doing the Children's Hospital Telethon. Her name is Christina Dean, and she's dying. Mm -hmm. And she said to her mom, the only thing she wanted before she dies is to go see Cindy. Wow. And at the Space Needle. She was, I believe, 16 and in a wheelchair and mm-hmm. obviously not doing well. Right. So we had her on the Children's Hospital telephone. Thank you, Tommy Cohen. Wow. And she told her story very eloquently on camera about, you see, my fingers are graying. That's because I'm dying. And she, she was very open and live your life while you can. And she was uh, uh, like a, a little mini um, angel already. Mm. And so after she shared her story, we became friends. And if anybody knows Cindy, I don't go to hospitals. Right. Ever. Right. right. Well, she called me and she said, I've got something for you and I'm not doing too well. Would you please come? So I came to the hospital. I hate hospitals so much that I parked in the back and didn't know it. Mm. So you can believe the story or not, but it's absolutely true. So I went around and I thought, where? And with her, her little gift. I said, where's the entrance? I didn't even know where the entrance was. I saw this blackbird sitting on a... One of the posts, you know, like the posts that come out right. around each room. Right. And he's screaming at me. And I thought, oh, shut up. I know I'm lost and embarrassed. Nobody's there to hear me. Right. He squawked and went to the next one. And I Right. And I thought, well, you're alone. Nobody can see you listening to that bird. So right. Did you follow me? I followed it and went to the next about two styles down. And then it flew, caught, and it flew off. And you can believe this or not, folks, but this is absolutely true. I walked into the door. The door was open for some reason. I do not know. And stepped in. And this is a huge hospital at Children's Hospital. Right, right. And her door was the first door on the right. <gasps> and I walked Signs. in. Oh, the people. Now, now, cu- cut up 20 years, 15 years. Right. They've canceled my show. I'm on my way to do one of my last shows. You're not allowed on the fifth floor, which is where the studio is. Yeah. Right? Some some intern passed me and said, there's a lady over here waiting for you. I said, they're not supposed to be in this floor. There's no people. No, no. Mm-mm. How'd she get in? She goes, oh, I don't know. So I walked over and she turned around. It was Christina Dean's mom with a young woman. Wow. Now, I either dreamed this or I'm nuts, but I, I don't think I'm crazy. Right. So she said, Cindy. And I said, well, Mrs. Dean, how are you? And she said, I'm wonderful. I never did ask how she got there. And I'm on my way to the studio. I got five minutes. And she said, I just came here to thank you. And wow. I said, for what? She goes, well, you know, Christina died. I said, yes. And she said, this is her sister, and I can't think of her name. And I, she held up an audio tape, I mean, videotape. Mm-hmm. And she said, I just want to tell you that your name is spelled R-I-N-E-H-E-A-R-T. Mm-hmm. Because you let, and the little girl held up the thing. She goes, you oh. let me know my sister even after she died. Now that, that's hard for me, I'm sorry. Mm-mm. Wow. That's 
the greatest gift you can ever get. Oh, yes. So if that's a lesson you want me to to tell people, and that's only two cases of so many people that have come up to me or called me or said, um, I I was up in Bellingham and I was signing, the show was live and I'm signing autographs. This little girl is at the end of a very, very long line and I want to very, very go home. Right, right. And so, (laughs) you know, I'm tired. It's 5.30. And that means 7.30 or 8 o'clock at night. Right, right. So anyway, the little girl finally gets up there, and I I said, honey, why are you crying? I am not that important. I'm just not. Mm -hmm. And she goes, no, yes, you are, because I want this autograph for me to remember you, because you helped me remember my grandma. I said, you're what? Wow. She goes, oh, my grandma got sick, and every day after school, I would go, and we would watch your show in the hospital together. And that's the only time of day she ever smiled. I was told, so thank you for making my grandma smile before she died. That's the kind of story that means, and that's one of the stories in my book that is being written. But that's what counts at the end of the day, folks. And if anything, if anything else counts more, then you're in the wrong place for the wrong reasons. That's the truth. Because I think I look back over my life and I've seen where I've had ups and downs, and I finally feel like I'm in what I'm called to do, which is helping people. Yes. And, and, you are. And I can see it in your thank face. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, that means so much coming from you. And I'm I'm so thankful because I look. I want to give people a platform to tell their stories, let their voice be heard. And I've had people email me and tell me through the, my website, you know, hey, I've gone through this, and because you had somebody come on and say something that was inspirational, absolutely, it allowed me to talk about what I've gone through absolutely. or something. So I'm so. Truly thankful. I gotta get you to your a- website. This happened so fast. <laughs> no. We haven't time, had time to get no. to know each other. We have no, but I think this is gonna be now a friendship here because yep. I'm like, yep. I want to learn so much from you. And I, I've just just the fact of sitting here with you, I'm truly thankful that you said yes. Anybody that ever says and yes. And I don't know why I said yes. I just and it wasn't because I need press. No. Okay, that, <laughs> that, sh- that ship sailed. That ship has sailed. You're fine. <laughs> just because yes, it's yes. just I, I, I don't know, because I accepted another one from another fellow who's working on doing a podcast. Yes. And, and if I can keep giving uh, my gift to help you help you help them, wow. folks, what is, what, what is wrong but right about that? Oh, write that down. I know. What right? is wrong but right about that? Right, right. I, I don't know what else I could But say. that's so awesome, and I thank you so much, Cindy. You bet. And um, you guys, you, <laughs> please. <laughs> Go back over this episode and listen because there was so much that you said. And look here. Have I had told one story? Maybe <laughs> two stories. Two stories. And you have, there's like piles and pi- piles. Do you want to tell another story? Tell me another well, story. Well, let me, let me let you pick it out. Okay. Okay. Let, let, me, let, let, me, let me go. No, let me go. Down, go down your list. Okay. Ready? Um, oh, Norma Conley story. Uh, when, uh, no. Uh, well, let me keep going. When getting fired is a good thing. Ooh, I like that. Hold on to that one. Okay. Because I know people that um, deal with that. That's good. When, oh, here's a funny one, though. You gotta, if I tell the, when getting fired is good is pretty funny. But when losing is fun, that's probably what let's you're trying to do. Yeah, let's, let's do, do these it. Two let's go for it. Okay. Go. When getting fired is a good thing. Okay. So in all my career, I have never been fired from any job that I've ever had. Right. Okay. This is 1990s. And I'm doing a show called I gotta have a sip here. Hold on. <laughs> Seriously, the last three days I've talked so much and my mouth is getting dry oh because my God. I, I haven't talked so much in so long I forgot, almost forgot what it was. Because you've been on break now. It's nice. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, so um, we're doing Northwest Afternoon. It's really popular. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I was doing a show called Great Weekend. Mm -hmm. It was out of L.A., K-A-B-C. Okay. So it was a national show. And we did a lot, it during the week here in Seattle. And it was like I'd stand up in front of, of movie reviews and yeah. little potpourri mm -hmm. stuff. And so I was getting... Um, Paid, I think it was a grand a week. And this is remember back in nineties, yeah. or no, eighty, well, night somewhere in there, somewhere in there, late And so, I was working with I. I'm going to say a guy named Fred, and I can't think of his. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so we're about two weeks into the show, mm -hmm. and I'm doing a good. At least I'm thinking I'm doing a good job, and uh, the producer Fred loves me, or he wouldn't have me do this job. And my own producer Janelle from Como yeah. was producing this. Wow. So it was kind of really cool because we were like producing it from here. Maybe we go to L.A. for a couple days and we we're getting about a grand a week. Right. At least I was. Yeah. And about, I'm going to say three weeks into it, don't know numbers. All I know is Jimmy and I were looking for a house and we we're looking all over West Seattle because that's my, my hood. Yes. And uh, we had found a couple, but we just did not have the money yeah. to put a down payment on the, the one we really loved, which is the one we ended up living in for 30 some years. We got married on the porch. Wow. Yeah. So why does he call, Fred calls me and he goes, Cindy, uh, are you sitting down? I said, yeah. And he said, well, you want the, the uh, good news or the bad news? I said, might as well blow that bad news right on by me. Let's get the good stuff. And he said, well, I'm going to have to let you go. I said, let me go. Why? What I do, Fred? And he said, nothing absolutely will work. The old producer thing. Yes. No, we'll work together in the future. <laughs> and I just thought I'd fall off my chair right yeah, there. Yeah. And so he said, and I said, no, Fred, that's just fine. We'll work together in the producer, you know, some down the road. And I just, at that point, I'd just given up on the house. There's no possible way we can get it. Wow. Even with the $1,000, um, if I could have gotten it, you know, more money. Right, me. right, right. So I said, well, Fred, uh, I guess this is goodbye. And he said, yeah, well, where do I send the check? I said, the what? He said, the check. You didn't know your attorney signed you a 13-week contract? I wow. said, no. I, I was too busy. I didn't know yes. what he was doing. <laughs> and I said, how much would that be? He said, well, I, I, don't, I don't know. He needs, what, 13000 I said, Fred, thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate you. that. Thank you so much. You have yourself a good life. Bye-bye. Right. Bam, called my husband. Jimmy, guess what? I just got fired, and we just got a house. Wow. And that's how I got. My, that was the only time in my life I was ever fired, but it got me a house. Wow. Yeah, these are the So even so, even though it was a crappy situation. Oh, the horrible news. Horrible situation, something good still could come out of it. Absolutely. Well, we got our house, our dream home. Yeah. Um, but um now this is kind of on the funny side. Okay. So if you, any of y'all know me, I was nominated for an Emmy 11 times. Okay, now listen, times. let's talk about that because okay. Susan Lucci went through the same thing. If you don't know, she was like the all my children, she was like the staple for that show. And so and then you can go down the whole lineage. But and anyway. she was nominated 12 nominated times 12 before times. she won. And I remember watching the Emmys. Now, every year. Every year. Every year and no win. No, and I loved her and I hated it. But I was in the people. <laughs> but you were in the same boat. <laughs> yeah, so this one year we go the... Uh, um, anyway, I, I call. I called my mom, and we've been nominated what eleven times. Right. And I called my mom, and I said, "Hey, mom." Um, I said, um, "I got another nomination." She goes, "Oh, that's like eleven or not?" I said, "I don't know, ten or 11. I got. But two. it's awesome to be nominated. Like yeah. if I was nominated for something, which I'm believing I will be one day for something. You will. <laughs> but but I, you know, I'm so thankful just to be nominated. Yes, you. I was. Except, wait, you hear what happened? Okay, go. I started calling my mom. I said, I'm nominated twice this year, mom. She said, she's what's categories? And I said, oh, talent, um, host talent is one category. <laughs> she said, well, what's the other? I said, that's it. She said, what? I said, I'm called another. Oh. <laughs> I, wait. I said, mom, other. you know how many people are in that? Uh, 
competition of other? She goes, how many? I said, one, me, and I still lost. Oh, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you can't get more humiliated than that, you need to Right, die. right. I mean, I took that and went, Okay, I didn't right. even win the other. No. Uh, and <laughs> and nobody the, was in the category and but I'm me. And I'm the only one and in I it. And I still didn't win that. No. Goodbye. Okay, so just remember that when you go getting those Emmys, okay? <laughs> the nominations. The possibility of losing are endless. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yep. And uh, there's a time, but I, you've got it. You're going to edit this out. I know, but I'm so thankful for you. Look at these stories. Look at there's so many. You guys, there's like a pile of stories. Well, hey, guys out there, you want me mul- on? There needs to be multiple interviews with you then. I think yes, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. You want me? I want you to come back on. Uh, sure. You want, um, Well, the thing is, it's good is, is to let. You know, if you have a way to do that. Yes. Uh, and I do. Okay, so let, tell folks, or I'll tell you, if you want to have me on or back or something, let them know. But you got to know. <laughs> to <laughs> because get, there's so many stories. So, I mean, to get, And I want, there's things that we can talk about different topics, but there's so much I can pull from this. And oh, yeah. I know it's going to help thousands of people that are going to be listening. I hope so. But if, oh, they, well. if they want, and I and I say this out loud, I don't know if you're going to edit this or not, but I'd, no. I'd love to do more of these. Oh, yes. I'd lo- I've like only done two this week. Oh, my God. But it's, it's well, what an two. honor that I'm an honor that I was at least number two. Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't ask <laughs> I was, anybody. I got nominated to have you. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, you're yes. in another category. I'm in the other category. And I think I won this yeah, time. I you're sitting so. here. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much. You're more than welcome. And I'm I wish just you the best of luck. Oh, my gosh. You're going to be great. just... 35, trust me, if I can start my, my career at 35, yeah. you're, and you're never too old, never ever to call. Thank you. And there is no age for podcasts. Do no. you know that? Right. Somebody tried to tell me, well, you're, you need to be a, an adult plus. Do, excuse me, when I have 12 years old, I'll bet you I'll hear from one 12-year-old that says to me, thank you, Cindy. Wow. Thank you for helping me out through right. Jay. Right, Because there's no age, there's no age to emotion. None. 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 Wow. Thank you so much. Welcome. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Oh my gosh. You guys, there you have it. Cindy Reinhardt. My dream came true. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. Thank you all for listening. And remember, do what you love. Do what you love. Because when you do what you love, everything else will just fall into place. So until next time, let's keep the conversation going. Bye-bye.